tumbling down, pledging their love to the ground. Way out west there was this fella, fella I want to tell you about, fella by the name of Todd Lebo. At least that was the handle his loving parents gave him. And he never had much use for it himself. This Lebo. He called himself... Lebo. Sometimes there's a man. Well, he's the man for his time and place. He fits right in there. And that's... Todd Lebo. Kansas City. I hate Lebo. La, la, la. All right, we continue one more hour on this Tuesday edition of the show. We'll be broadcasting the parade tomorrow downtown. We are downtown today as well at the Rally House Power and Light location, the uh, Rally House. Uh, they are getting you set for the parade coming up tomorrow and um, all of that stuff as well. Todd uh, Lebo joins us. Uh, Todd, by any chance, uh, did you park on Grand uh, before this conversation? Are you parked on Grand by any chance? I did not. I, I was down there a little earlier. I stopped. I was on Grand. I drove right down Grand early. I had my own parade. Yep. I drove right down Grand uh, to pick up uh, credentials to be on the riser um, at the end of oh, the parade. Nice. And I had to go to the KC Sports yeah. Commission office to do that. They're at 26 in Grand. So I just took the parade route. I was in Independence. Yeah, I'd gone, I had a big morning, guys. I've been out and about. I went to a pancake supper. It's Mardi Gras. It's Fat Tuesday. My dad's oh. Boy Scout troop had all-day pancake supper today. If you're still hungry, go to Trinity Episcopal Church. Eat all the pancakes you pancakes. want. And then I went to a doctor's point with my mom. I drove down. I drove all the way down the parade route. I was very close to you guys, but you guys weren't on quite yet. So I, I should have come by. But, yeah. But well, I'm not parking you, uh, on Grand. Park. I'm not going to yeah. do that. Okay. No. So... If uh, if somebody's within listening uh, distance or, or within walking distance, I should say listening distance. If somebody is in St. Joe, I would, I would <laughs> say right distance, now, if someone's in sprinting distance. Sprint, if you're in shouting distance right now, you best move uh, you your car because yeah. there are uh, cars on tow trucks right now. There's actually uh, this one tow truck is getting themselves two cars, two oh. cars at once, one on the uh, bed and one that's going to be jacked up with the front wheels. Uh, there and uh, going away. That sucks. Yeah. Um, but uh, they've been going around for, for a couple of hours now letting people know, hey, by any chance, did you guys park out here going into different lo- businesses? We have, we've we had, what, three different police officers come in here and let people know, is anybody parked on Grand, like making announcements? So they've been they've been doing their due diligence. This was not a, oh, great, let's get them. They've been uh, making announcements for a couple of hours. So well, um, Dylan Michaels so there, has been a- known to park on Grand. We did a Johnny's remote down there one day giving away Chiefs tickets, and he was parked on I said, can you do that? But he said, I don't know. There's no sign. He'd, so whatever, he did it. It's efficient. It was efficient. Well, uh, there wasn't Gabe a parade not around the next here right day, now. So. Yeah. Well, you know what? Gabe is not around here right now because they told Gabe, but we are going to tow your truck. And he was like, well, we got one more hour. And they said, it would be gone by then. So <laughs> you might want to move it. He said, move to where? And he said, find a spot. I don't care, but it can't be right there. Um, it's going to go here very soon. I parked uh, in a different parking garage. I think that's going to be like 30 bucks if I had to guess right now. It's cheaper all, than a tow. It's well, cheaper than a tow. Hey, here's what I, I want. I just I want. If you want a tow, I can get you a tow. I just want Briscoe want tomorrow morning to drive to the proper side of Grand. Because we do Listen not need here. the five-mile walk. Listen here, Lebo. You know what? He, 
he would have been on the proper side of Grand this year yes. if the uh, if the if our location this year. Was I last year. went to the godforsaken exact location <laughs> that I was told to go, and then I walked five miles yeah, to get to the broadcast true. location, and I got there like fifteen minutes earlier than Jason. But by the time that Jason got there, <laughs> someone had learned that hey, actually, don't park there, drive around. A message yes. I didn't get until about forty-five minutes later. You know what yeah, they say, funny. Todd. Early bird gets the workout. Yeah, yeah sure. I sure did. Well, we learned Early our lessons sure last year, did. so everyone knows which side of Grand to park on now. We're dividing and conquering with the social media team, with the broadcast teams. I'm yeah. going to spend my time. I won't see you guys tomorrow. I'm going to be on the west side. I'm going to go west side of Grand. You guys are going to be oh, on east side of Grand. Here comes somebody so. sprinting across Grand, by the way. <laughs> Give me my car. Um, get, get there. Get there. I think he's going to get there in time. These wheels aren't moving yet, but we got somebody. He's going to get there in time. You think this is him here? Uh, no, he's going to that truck over there. Oh, uh, he's going to that Have truck. you seen okay. Gabe? Is Gabe okay? He got there in time. Yeah, Gabe's, Gabe's fine. Truck is gone, he hasn't, so. Gabe's not back yet, but he is gone, and his truck is gone of his own volition. Yeah, yeah that's right. I, I know that's where right. he, he just well, went five it, blocks south and parked is what he did. So he'll be he'll be there soon. It is it is amazing though, Todd. Thinking back to you know Game Seven of 2014 when you know Salvi's pop up happens, and 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 by the way, as a as a quick side note to even that is Randy Gisele's tweet that said. Um, the Giants fans there at Kaufman chanting Dynasty, oh. Dynasty, and the Chiefs fans in Vegas next to 49ers fans from San Francisco chanting Dynasty, Dynasty is a great uh, tweet oh. by Randy. Um, but when Salvi pops up, to think that over the next decade we will be having people talk about, well, this is where I park for the parade. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is where we're going to go to our usual parade spot. Yeah, we is, know where uh, to go. We is, know how to do we'll the parades. Yeah, it's it's weird. There had not been a parade in 30 years at that point. And, uh, we just got a car rescue out here in front of yes. us also. This lady is getting out of the clamps of yes. the tow truck. Her car was hoisted. This was yep. a this was a so to prove this was a fourth quarter comeback. Right, That's but okay. it's also to prove that they're just go ahead, Dylan. I was gonna say that's like an NC State Houston upset because usually when it's on the tow truck, it's, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah, that's but impressive. I see. But I think that's that's sort of the point that I don't think they're out to just try to get money yeah, here. They're, they're trying to they're clear it because clear they the are doing work for the parade here. So the fact that that was on the tow truck and they lowered it yeah. and allowed her to to drive away yeah, with that, I'd leave that part yeah. out. I just leave that part out. I tell everyone that I convinced them to give me my car back. It wasn't parade related I did, at all. I, did, I also believe I saw a uh, a lady in dark blue hand a small piece of paper to the uh, person who was taking mm. their car back out. So mm. maybe there's a little bit of uh, little column A, little oh, column B in there. No, yeah. it was just um, where to park. Hey, so here's, about, here's, here's your receipts for the uh, interaction. The rarity is someone had a small piece of paper that was money because people don't. You don't have money, Briscoe. Do you? Oh no! It was. A, I believe it was a piece of paper it's, of what she will owe the city, okay. Kansas City. Okay, yeah, it's got a bill. I believe that wasn't that's a payout. So, um, yeah, oh, a bribe would have been great. Here's my prediction: that the Chiefs, over the next ten years, will win more championships than the San Francisco Giants have in the last ten years, because that was the end of their dynasty. Correct? That was. That was their third. I am. I'm going to agree with that too. Yeah, I think that. I think we saw the end of that, and I do not think this is the end of the Chiefs. It's certainly not the beginning because they've they've gone to four Super Bowls in five years, but they've won three of them. But I think there is still more there. I mean, there's plenty to go with this team because baseball and football are different. And if you have a quarterback and a head coach mm -hmm. who hang around in football, then you can – if you go to Tom Brady's last Patriots championship, not the Bucs one, if you, his last Patriots championship and the first Patriots championship, it's him, right? That's yeah. it? 
I mean, there's yep. nobody else. Oh, yeah. He and Belichick. Yeah. And Robert Kraft. I mean, remember how, how great Gronk is? You know, Gronk didn't wasn't around for any of the beginning of that. None of it. No, he got there in 2010. Yeah, none of it. 2010, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, you know. Gronk's, uh, Gronk in year three was playing with Julian Edelman. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, like, you know, I mean, that's when, uh, that's when Gronk got there. The so quarterback a... and the coach are the thing. And the quarterback-coach combination are, are very special. Now, listen. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady was able to win with Bruce Arians. You know, he went and, and found a way to win it, win another one. And, and I do think Patrick Mahomes could win a championship with someone else. I think it can happen. And I, I think Andrew Reid is a great coach, but I don't think Andrew Reid wants to try to win a championship with someone else. I don't think he wants to. And he has said many times, today's not the day to retire, whatever, all that stuff. He's not quitting anytime soon, unless there's something health-wise for him. He's not going to stop coaching football because he doesn't want to stop coaching Patrick Mahomes, and I think he's seen what happened to Bill Belichick when he didn't have Tom Brady around. And at that point, if for some reason Patrick Mahomes ended up somewhere else or something happened, why would you want to go take your chances with Mac Jones or Cam Newton or Bailey Zappi or who who else? Name a guy who's who's played quarterback for them. Because I haven't seen, you know, you were talking this last hour about this short offseason, all that stuff. Bill mm-hmm. Belichick's had a lot of long off seasons the last few years. He's had <laughs> yes. plenty of time to prepare, and that's not not the not the case for the Chiefs. It's amazing how many games the Chiefs have played. They've played a whole extra season of playoff games. Yeah, uh, and, over and plus a season one. plus one plus one. He, he's fifteen and three. I mean, he has yeah. played eighteen playoff games since he started. That's putting a preseason in there. That's a preseason and a postseason all all together. They got everything in there. It's it is he, crazy how much football they've played. His career so far in six years, he has averaged three playoff games a year. <laughs> he has averaged three good. postseason games a year for six years. Uh, it's just uh, it's just unbelievable. It's like it's indescribable. It's not something that you could ever have predicted when the Chiefs drafted Patrick Mahomes or even when Patrick Mahomes took over for Alex Smith. Just like, hey, what can this guy do? And even the story that I tell after the, the Monday night game when he threw the left-handed pass, and the next morning I'm telling my wife about what how great the comeback was, and she was like, well, do you think they'll win the Super Bowl this year? And I said, I don't know, but I feel for the first time in my life the Chiefs have a quarterback that will win a Super Bowl. I was convinced that next day, that Tuesday morning, I didn't think it would be three, you know, over the next six years, and we'd be talking about your uh, regular parade uh, uh, location for you and your family and friends. Him having as many Super Bowl MVPs as playoff losses. <laughs> you believe in kidding me? It's crazy. I, that's nonsense. Yeah. That's nothing. That, what are we doing? That's crazy. Of course, year two, he also had that. You know. Yeah, sure. He's also got... Uh, Three championship. That's Ty's Troy Aikman, your hero, right, Josh? What? It does. It 100%? does. Yeah, I keep trying to see. He has not yet reached out, but I've given it a good effort. <laughs> well, uh, are you trying say, your best? Uh, yeah. Didn't he say, uh, "Let me know"? Or yeah, he uh, said he said talk to me when he gets thirty three percent. We're at one hundred percent, and so it's phone keeps ringing, but ring, ring, ring. Nobody's, nobody's answering. You know, it's yep, interesting you talking. talk about that. Um, that Broncos game, I do think that was an important they, – they, they came back and won that game. And it was so easy the first three weeks of his career, uh, not, not going to back, back, back to the Broncos game in 17, but, you know, the Chargers and Steelers and, you know, throwing 10 touchdowns or whatever and the amazing plays he made against the Niners in that, that third game. That Broncos game, he wasn't very good. 
you know, in the first half of that game. It just wasn't wasn't very good. I'm like, it's time for this guy to do something. And they just it was a little bit ugly, but they came back and they won that game. Mm-hmm. And I think games like that are the ones that really catch your attention as much as the the insane games, you know, early on yeah. in his career where it was just highlight after highlight. It wasn't anything easy in that game because the Broncos still had a very salty defense then. And that that I still remember watching that game and thinking, well, all right, all right, now I'm seeing that grit that you hadn't seen when, you know, there was plenty of conversation about Patrick when he was at, at Texas Tech. He would have all these highlights and all this stuff. But then when these games got, like, gritty and ugly and there wasn't enough talent around him, you know, they wouldn't win those games. He didn't win games like that Broncos game, you know, when he was in college. And he finally had these guys around where he ended up throwing for 300 yards in that game or something. But it wasn't like five touchdowns. He, he threw for one, I think. And yeah. just those little plays like that, those games like that, are the thing that showed me that he had something that I had not seen before. And that got you excited, just like you said, you know, just like a weird little left-handed play. And it's like, ah, well, this this guy could do something. Interesting. That, you know? that came out. And, and like the, uh, again, the combine is two weeks from today is, is when it starts. And I think, you know, just the story of Patrick Mahomes in the seven years since they drafted him in 2017, in April of 2017, when they uh, made that fateful decision to move up and, and take the uh, the greatest player that's ever played quarterback before, and, and to now. Like, the difficulty of being able to judge a prospect because Brett Veach saw all the inta- all, everything that was there on the the best prospect I've ever seen in my life, the best quarterback prospect I've ever seen in my life. Brett Veach said that, um, and he said that before the 2018 season when they had made the trade, and it was like, all right, calm down a little bit, dude. You're maybe uh, maybe under promise and over deliver, but what about Patrick Mahomes would have told somebody in you know his high school career and then not making a bowl game at Texas Tech? that he would be a guy that would have an over-my-dead-body, I-refuse-to-lose-these-games, and in the biggest moments, on the biggest stages, I'm actually going to play my best football and I'm going to elevate the clutch gene or whatever you want to call it. Like, the difficulty of sort of judging prospects is I don't think there was anything there that you would look at Patrick Mahomes and go, he's proven this guy's a winner and he will not let anybody around him down and he'll take it to another level. He didn't make bowl games and sat behind Alex Smith for a year. And all he's done is rise to the occasion in the biggest moments and won three Super Bowls and three MVPs. Yeah, it's it's a lot of it has to do with situation and and they you know what we saw when we watched Texas Tech play football was we saw a guy play football. We didn't see anything else. You didn't see him in the meetings. You didn't see him on practice field. You didn't see all that kind of stuff. I think he had that stuff there. But you can yell all you want and and be excited and and get everyone fired up. But if they're not good enough, if you're going out there yeah. undermatched nearly every week, you know. You can't win games. I'll tell you, listen, I think Patrick Mahomes could go 8-8 eight and eight with nobody out there, okay? But could he win a Super Bowl without any talent around him? No. Nobody can. You have to have talent around you to win a Super Bowl. And Texas Tech was just basically under-talented everywhere. And I'm not saying they, they – well, I will say this. I'll say this right now. Andy Reid's a better coach than Cliff Kingsbury. Okay, I'll say that. I'm not saying what? Cliff Kingsbury's a bad coach. He was sit, able. I gotta sit down. I mean, you gotta warn us before you have say all districts like reported yet, Todd. But I mean, listen, Cliff, Cliff's a fine coach who who got an NFL job, and I think basically got an NFL job because Patrick Mahomes played quarterback for him. Uh, so he he should owe him all all of that money that he got too. But you know, you get the right coaching and the right players around you, 
and the right environment, you can absolutely flourish. And that is what he has done. And you get the wrong stuff around you. You could be someone who could possibly flourish, and you may just wilt. You know, you may just yeah. get discouraged. You may get all that stuff. There hasn't been big stretches of bad things happen to the Chiefs in the last, like, seven years. They've had some things. I mean, his kneecap got dislocated. That's why we never see a sneak. We've had those things happen. We saw him, you know, get his ankle hurt. We've seen other players get hurt here and there, and different things like that happen. There's been some things, but there's been nothing, like, really devastating around where, oh, Travis Kelsey's out for the year. You know what I mean? Or someone is, you know, going to miss eight weeks or something like that. We haven't seen a lot of those things. They have just managed to keep everything pretty good. There's always guys get hurt here and there. Things happen, but it hasn't been like awful and devastating stuff. And they haven't had terrible stretches where they've lost like four games in a row. This was bad this year. I mean, they lost this year was as bad as it's been. They've lost four games at home. People going out there to watch this team play this great, amazing home schedule. They walked out of there four times with a loss. But they know how to put it away, move on to the next one, and just, you know, we've talked a dozen times in the last two weeks about Christmas and what that was like and how it ruined everyone's Christmas on the team, the coaching staff, fans, everybody. And Andy Reid, you know, told the story about how uh, he he had texted Antonio Pierce or whatever saying, you know, he liked their, their place. Yeah, they were practicing. Right. And then, like, thanks for kicking our butt on Christmas. Thank you. I'm not sure we'd have been there Thank without you. that. So they've used the bad things to work for him. Some teams, bad things happen. They just fall apart. But there's something about Andy Reid, his way he goes about business, Everybody in the building and Patrick Mahomes. Your best players have to be the ones who who can bounce back from those things, and that's what they continue to do. You know, I, it, it, there's so many things from the game that, you know, we haven't even discussed and got into, but um, I, I I really thought, and, and foolish of me to think that, but I really thought at fourth and one in overtime, I thought, you know what, how many times has Patrick Mahomes said, like, well, you know what, maybe in the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl, I'll just get up there oh, yeah. and do it myself. That was our deal, uh, the I sneak. I just called for the yeah. sneak. We were all talking about And I was like, that. you know what, just just do it. Because like, the, the middle was wide open. I mean, the tackles were, were lined up over the guard. Like, I mean, it just would have been, it would have been wide open there. And then Kelsey was in motion. And then he started going back. And we're like, oh, here comes the Kelsey sneak. And then he sprints out the other way, and they don't sneak it. I'm like, maybe it'll never happen. But, you know, I, I thought if there was going to be a time, like he has mentioned, in the Super Bowl with the game on the line, I may just sneak it yeah. on my own. But didn't have to because he picked yeah, up a lot of yards ran, after that. Ran it. That's an easier sneak when they're, you know, you're back and, yes. and, and you just run that. I thought and, they had a couple of really yeah. nice kind of either designed or a little bit freelance quarterback runs that weren't scrambles. They were runs. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that could be a part of this offense even more because if they're going to chase the running back, just go, man. And, you know, it was still a struggle to win this game. It wasn't easy. I mean, you, you go to the yeah, longest absolutely. overtime in the history of the Super Bowl, it's not easy. <laughs> but they, they, they win these games, man. They win these games. He deserves a great deal of credit for it. It's, it's nuts. He made, I think, $59 million this year from the Chiefs or something like that. Probably still underpaid, you know, for, the, for what he means <laughs> yes. to the city. Right to the region to all of that stuff. It's it's nuts, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I know you got to go, but I'm I'm curious as to what you think we may hear an hour from now from the Royals. They have uh, chosen a site to uh, go on the April ballot, and that is the old Kansas City Star Building, just south of 670, right over by T-Mobile and Power and Light, and where they will eventually put the cap over 670 and and build a park and everything that's going to connect those things. But um, what do you uh, what do you think we'll hear maybe uh, an hour from now? And uh, what do you think of the uh, the location that they have chosen? Well, I think I think it's of what we've seen 
this looks to me like a better location than East Village just because of the infrastructure with you know businesses and things that are already there and what the Royals want to do. I love the idea of capping 670 and having that yeah. be you know more than just a couple of streets going across more of a park area. I think that would be revolutionary for downtown. I think it yep. would be just absolutely awesome. There are some cities that have done that already, and I think it's going to be really cool if they get all this stuff done. But I think listeners should, uh, they, voters for sure, should listen with yeah. a, you know, peaked interest because the Jackson County people who are registered to vote, who are going to go out on April 2nd and vote, are going to decide this thing, you know. And I think I think there's going to be people complaining no matter what you said about where you wanted to put it. And in the end, you if you live in Jackson County, you'll have a you'll have your chance to go out there and voice your opinion. And that's what what's what we do in this country. And it's important to go do that. I hope we hear what we want to hear from the ownership. This is going to cost this much money. And I want to guarantee that they're paying everything that goes over all the extras, all the stuff. Yes. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to get, oh, just, oh, you know, five years from now. Oh, I forgot about this part. Yeah. You know, it's going to cost the county five million dollars a year to do this. No, I don't want to hear that crap. I want them. They've already done a lot of things. I think the county learned a lot on the last lease. Plenty of stuff they put in their letter of intent. That, that was not in the lease before about some of these insurance costs and this parks money and all that stuff. I, I think it's great that it's been ugly to get here, and hopefully they've crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's because what we don't want is the city, county, state to be left holding the bag on something that we haven't agreed to. So I'm, I'm interested to see. I want to see some shiny pictures. I want to see some good stuff, and I want to yeah. hear that, hey, listen, if something goes over, we're, we're, it's on us. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm in total agreement there. What, what are the community benefits agreement? That's going to be a big part of uh, getting a lot of other groups and organizations on board uh, with this whole thing. And, um, I, you know, one of the things that I really liked about what the Royals moving downtown or East Village or even across the river was them talking about building a ballpark district to bring in an added stream of revenue to the uh, team, which, you know, uh, in baseball, any which way you can find extra money to come in, you know, that's great. And you can put it back in the ball club. And they talked about it. And John Sherman talked about, you know, with the ballpark district that they're going to spend a billion dollars to build a ballpark district. And I'm, you know, with this location, you know, part of their whole thing is like, don't worry, it's going to be two billion total, but we're going to put in a billion of our own to help build this thing. Well, if you've already got power and light and the, the restaurants right around here already, uh, where's your billion dollars that you're going to spend for a district that a big part of the selling was that, hey, we're putting in three commas worth of money to this whole thing, you know, and how how's that going to benefit the ball club if there's uh, not that added right. stream of revenue? There'll be some the sort of a districty thing down there, but what will it be? Don't know. You know, that's what, what we, I, we yeah. haven't seen these pictures yet. We haven't seen these renderings. We saw really neat things that were yep. going to be North River. We saw really neat things for East Village. I want to see how they have this all divided up in here. I've, my guess, you know, Grand is going to be one of the borders, 670, or Truman Road is going to be one of the borders. I don't know how far south we're talking. Is it 17th Street? Is it 18th Street? I don't know how far east we're talking if it goes to past Oak. I don't know. So uh, I've been, every time I go downtown in the last, like, month, I've been wandering around. All right, well, this is this. This is this. So I want to, I want to, see, I want to see some shiny pictures for sure. Yeah, you know, uh, people always go back to their old neighborhoods and like, I remember there was nothing over here. There's this, uh, and eventually, I'm going to go to my old neighborhood of 17th and Oak and go, you know, right field here is yeah. where you know when I first started working at 810. Hey man, uh, this I, is where I'm, I lived was right around right field. Somewhere on an old computer or an old phone, I remember being down at the groundbreaking press conference for Sprint Center at the time. And that so that was wow. two thousand four ish or something because that opened in oh seven, 
And where you are right now, it wasn't nothing. I mean, it was yeah. empty lots. Yep. So, I mean, if you Absolutely. you find a way to do it right and you can have something work. But I, I think we need to keep mm-hmm. that synergy to keep things kind of close. And that's why I, I yeah. prefer yeah. The, where they're talking about right now as opposed to East Village or, you know, anywhere else in, in the downtown area. But I also preferred that area in, like, 2004, and they didn't listen then. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well. If they if they let me have my old residence back in uh, Short Right Field, then I will uh, gladly uh, vote for it. If I lived it, because then I would live there as well. Uh, Todd, I know you got to go, so uh, go on over to a uh, Kauffman Stadium. We'll be listening coming up an hour from now. See what the Royals have to say about their new location or the location that they have chosen uh, for this uh, stadium that'll be on the April ballot. Thank you, Todd. All right, guys, talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Um, there you go. Todd Lebo heading down there. And, again, there will be some sort of a district. And, and I think he's right about the uh, the cap on 670. Mm-hmm. Going to be revolutionary of what it will do for downtown. If you throw in some green, you throw in there, talk about walking trails. They may even make some part of it like a foresty area. to where That would be really, just, really cool. I mean, it would be pretty awesome uh, down here. If you've got T-Mobile, Power and Light, the Royal Stadium, and some other cool things around, yeah. Um, I, I'm really excited for the renderings because the renderings would have to include the park, include that cap, um, and to connect everything down here that way besides just, hey, walk across Grand or I think walk across Walnut or whatever that you can get to it and connect the other side. It just seems like across 670 just feels like a completely different part of downtown than the Power and Light and T-Mobile. And that will connect the whole thing, and it'll make it feel so much bigger uh, and and uh, so much more official. Uh, I think it, it it can be. Uh, he's right. This this project could be revolutionary again, just as T-Mobile was and Power and Light for downtown. And, and again, I we haven't. There's so much we haven't seen yet that none of none of the things I'm going to say are going to be either ringing endorsements nor you know damning uh, follow-ups. But if the pieces come together in a way that is exciting and that does have details and that does get us excited about actually you're excited for the uh, rendering <laughs> i hope i am excited by the rendering agreed that's it's i i'm hopeful but i'm also have been hopeful many times along the way yeah. throughout this royal stadium process and i've been let down literally every single time uh but the idea of expanding this particular footprint and to create it, to create a, a larger portion of walkable Kansas City, yeah. I think is so cool. I've I've talked before about stumbling into Wrigley in <laughs> Chicago. It was a baseball season, but like we literally like we're walking from planet to point B. So all of a sudden it was like Wrigley Stadium, one block over there. I was like, well. I'd like to see that, and then, uh, you know, I don't know if you know, Jason, but we went to Europe for the honeymoon last year, huh. and and really, the ability to, to walk around cities, and that's just something that we have in some huge cities in America, but not many other places. We're more spread out. we got a lot of land. I understand all that. I enjoy all of that for, you know, living in a place with a backyard, but... To have this portion of Kansas City lean into all of those aspects, and the streetcar has helped with that over the years, of course, and all of those steps feel good to me. I still wonder if that is the location, if it is going to be building on what Kansas City has already established over these last 20 years in this space. Is there a revenue stream to benefit the baseball team? And if not... You can just say, yeah, we actually were just moving downtown because we think it would be cool. We'd, we'd like to yeah. do it. It's not going to change our payroll, but it would be cool to get there. I, I also understand that. I, I I'm still would, would lean towards wanting and preferring that and then giving the, the, the Chiefs all of the, the Truman Sports Complex to build out as they want. I, I like both of those those paths. I 
Finns still do see it being a few degrees removed away from their original argument and the inciting incident of this entire relocation. It's not that Kaufman's going to have a a brick fall out somewhere and and conk somebody on the head right now. It's here's the long-term view and why we think this is beneficial to the ball club. So this today, and maybe this is obvious because every time they do another presser, it becomes this, but this is the most important one so far all over again. They, they need to nail some of this today. Yeah. There, there is some real pressure on the Royals to have details and the, to be able to answer real questions throughout the process. Because this is one to where this is what we've decided. Right. This is not, we've got different locations in mind. We're hoping to get this done, this accomplished. We're meeting with this group, meeting with that group, taking your feedback. It is, this is where it's going. And the renderings and all of the plans, this is it for what's going to be on the April ballot. We'll find out an hour from now. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We are hanging out at the Power and Light Rally House location right across from uh, T-Mobile, the uh, corner of 14th and Grand is this location. They've got tons and tons of the Super Bowl gear, getting uh, boxes and shipments as the day has come, and uh, they will continue that, getting you set for the parade tomorrow and, uh, I don't know, three-peating coming up uh, a year from now. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back, and uh, we'll continue rolling. More Zone next. All right, welcome back in the zone right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Jason Anderson with you, Josh Briscoe, Dylan Michaels, heading up until 2 o'clock. Power and Light location, Rally House, where we are today. They continue to open up boxes and boxes. It's so funny because uh, getting a shirt for my wife and uh, looking for it, I keep asking, like, hey, where are the uh, women's uh, shirts? And like, oh, well, we got all these different boxes. So I just went back there in the break, and they're like, we got them all. They're, they're laid out right now. So they are right. literally putting out new shirts. Like this one is um, uh, is one of the women's shirts that says uh, Ooh, Super this. Bowl champions two in a row. Nice. Yeah. Like that. There you go for the uh, women's yeah, cut. I haven't there's, seen that one at all. Um, there's some other uh, cool ones. There's a I lot of new shirts that I hadn't seen second. before. There's a ton of new shirts over there that I haven't seen that are Super Bowl champions. They've got back-to-back shirts over there as well. Um, at this particular rally house, I'm assuming that the other 15 KC Metro locations are getting tons of new stuff in as um, you know the uh, the day goes by, uh, with uh, especially with uh, coming up tomorrow with the parade. Let's hear from... You know, I want to hear from uh, Andy Reid first. So Andy Reid and Peter King. Peter King, they uh, Peter King put this out uh, as he was in Andy Reid's office there at Allegiant Stadium after the game was over. And uh, Peter King did this last year with Corndog and talking about the play call and what all went into it. Here's uh, Peter King and Andy Reid discussing uh, Tom and Jerry. Tiger 12. So that puts McColl in. And two tight ends, one running back. Yeah. Tom and Jerry Wright, one-way play. We don't have a lot of one-way plays, but this is it. Yep. And it's gun, trips right, bunch, F shuttle. Okay. And that gives you a little corn dog with some, what, Let some me ask you this. What, 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 <laughs> is the, what is the part of that play that denotes the motion? The shuttle. X shuttle. Okay, shuttle. All right. Easy X. Okay. Which, uh, I, I, so Tiger 12, 12 personnel is too tight. Is Tiger McColl Hardman's I don't know. personnel? I wanted the same thing. Because he said Tiger 12 means McColl's in the game. Right. 
two tight ends, one running back. That's right. 12. That's 12. So when they yell Tiger whatever, Tiger 11, Tiger 13, McCole Hardman's running on the field? Um, and and is, is is he just known as Tiger? Why wouldn't it be? Because I guess it couldn't be Jet because that could be Jarek McKinnon too. Right. You know. Um, yeah, I guess it could have been. I guess it could have been that Tiger 12 is a 12 personnel so, with McCole Hardman. Uh, Trey here. The intern actually knows he plays defense here. He's got an explanation for us. Love it. All right, big moment, Trey. So, like, the Tiger is McCall Hardman, and then the 12. So, like, on defense, we say we have 10-man personnel, 11, and 12 personnel. Mm -hmm. So, 10 is one running back, no tight ends. 11, one running back, one tight end. And then 12 is two tight ends. So, that's basically what that is. Right. So that means McColl's the Tiger. So right. right. So, so I think Tiger I think Tiger's is probably 12, denoting yeah, the, there. The, the twelve personnel. So when he says Tiger twelve, we know the twelve personnel there, and that means McColl's in. <laughs> so apparently you hear Tiger. I'm gonna start calling him Tiger. Next time I interview McColl Hartman, I'm just calling. What's up, Tiger? Wonder, you know. Yeah, and I, I also wonder why if would that it is be Bulldog? He went to Georgia. Is that literally McColl Hartman, or is that is Tiger one of the gadget <laughs> guys? Like, is Tiger in that role? Is that a McColl Hartman, Kadarius Tony? Sky Moore playing point. the X. Hey, today, with who's up, who's down, who's active, uh, McColl's the Tiger. G- gadget. Gadget 12. Is that yeah. is, ti- is Tiger code for yeah. Gadget is yeah. my new – because I'll tell you this, everybody. McColl Hartman hasn't been the X in this offense very often. He's not – McColl Hartman, not, not your X receiver typically. Is, um, is the play when uh, Rasheed's in, is it Hulk – Hulk Ooh, 11. Hulk 11 is good. Hulk 11 for Rasheed Rice. Um, MVS is uh, hands – Hands 10, hands 11, hands 12. Uh, that means you're in uh, 12 personnel with um, hands. Uh, you know what? He caught it. No more, no more MVS. 11, there, 11 right? is the Hardman is the is the MVS personnel group because you're also five. making a wish when the ball's in the air to please catch it. You make that wish at 11, 11. So it's <laughs> 11 right? personnel and and MVS. That's your 11, 11 deep shot to MVS. That's Good actually what the play was called uh, in the AFC Championship game. And all of the uh, motions are named after what. Um, uh, uh, flights or ships, and like shuttle and all the different things. It's one specific, I can't remember even the, the verbiage and the terminology, but it's like every single motion is named after, like mm-hmm. I, I think it's like flights and, and things like that. So um, let's hear from Patrick Mahomes. This is part of the uh, NFL Films mic'd up, and uh, this came out last night, but there's more and more they're releasing uh, NFL Films today, just little snippets. They'll have the full what uh, TV shows and specials that'll be their turning point, right? That was about uh, Wasp and and um, a turning point last year. I can't remember which one they used for turning point last year. Maybe it was Nick Bolton uh, and that uh, fumble recovery. But uh, mic'd up, here's Patrick Mahomes with that play call that won the Chiefs the game. Hey. Hey, so I got church right bunch, F, shuttle, Tom and Jerry right yellow. Orange, 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 let's go. 13 seconds to go in the overtime. Set. We're good, we're good! A touchdown wins the game. Right side touchdown! Kansas City! All right, um, I thought there was one in there, but uh, that's fine. Um, yeah, there you go. But you, you heard the play call there. Yeah, and there it sounds like it's and I heard both of those before the show today too. I thought I thought Mahomes says F there, which I guess could be like a little flank thing or whatever. Or maybe maybe he just has like Yeah, that was the one we had. mouthpiece in there. Um maybe it was so, just like F it or something. Yeah, that might maybe that it's F it. McColl's gonna be at the right pylon somewhere, eventually, yeah. sometime. Interesting. Um but yeah, that I F or X. It sounded like Andy said X each time. It's just he said he's the X, but mm. 
Interesting. Uh, Marshawn Lynch was walking around Vegas on Sunday night, and uh, Marshawn Lynch, maybe because he was a Seahawk for so long and then a Raider, mm-hmm. right, and growing up a Raiders fan, um, Marshawn Lynch was letting uh, people know about um, or just to, just you know what he was being friendly. Yeah. He was trying to find 49ers fans, delivering a message, walking around Vegas on Sunday night. You, you little ugly mother. You a Niner fan? Yes, sir. F- you. Are you a 49er oh, fan? Yes, oh. I am. F- you. Hey, Marshawn. Marshawn. Right. Are you a 49er fan? Absolutely. F- you. I'm kidding me about this shit. Uh-huh. Are you a 49er fan? Oh, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all good. Are you a 49er fan? Hell yeah. F- you. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. 49er man. Chasing the guy 49er down. 49er man. 49er man. 49er man. 49er man. 49er man. Are you 49er fan? Yes, sir. F- you. <laughs> hey, you 49er fan. Man, man. Fuck you. <laughs> he chased him down. 49er man. 49er man. 49er man. Hey, hey, 49er man. Bleep you. I wouldn't want to be chased down by Marshawn Lynch any more uh, than I'd want to be in front of Marshawn Lynch trying to chase someone else behind yeah, me, perhaps. That is exactly right, yes. Uh, all right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back, wrap up the show uh, coming up next. All right, we continue right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Heading up until 2 o'clock, Rally House, Power and Light, our location today. Parade tomorrow right here on uh, Grand as well. Jason Anderson, Dylan Michaels, uh, Josh Briscoe, the Tiger. That's what they call me. Call him the Tiger, baby. Wow, there's a T-shirt right over there for me also. Wow. Wow. I got to get to the bottom of this if... The Tiger personnel is specifically McColl Hardman, or they go through, here's up, who's down, Kadarius Tony is inactive, McColl Hardman, and McColl Hardman is the Tiger today. You know, um, I don't know. I, we just got somebody, you know what, uh, ask him tomorrow at the parade. If somebody sees McColl Hardman walking down the street, ask him, McColl, are you Tiger personnel? Why are you Tiger personnel? Is that your nickname? What's the uh, genesis of that, you know? And then, and then we'll hear uh, eventually uh, Patrick Mahomes and Chris Jones and the guys at the podium tomorrow say, uh, "Let's go for three. Let's go for a three-peat." You know, since last year Chris Jones chanted "Run it back," got the crowd to chant "Run it back" with him, and then Mahomes signed off by saying, "We'll see you guys next year." He was right. They will see us. I'm trying to find the original oh. corn dog call from last Super Bowl to see if there's any other personnel info in there, but I don't know if we ever got the full full. It's in the uh, it's in the call. folder somewhere. I know I saved it for last year. Uh, I'm in the, the old uh, Peter the King actual story from last year. Him so. in the because um, uh, I got the, uh, the last year I didn't save it to today or anything, mm-hmm. but uh, but last year I, I just got the uh, huddle of Patrick Mahomes in the huddle uh, calling the uh, the corn dog play, uh, and obviously we've got Jet Chip Wasp. You get open. You be working. 
Hey, so make sure make sure you pot down the uh, the cool edit there before you uh, start looking no, at the files. No, no, I heard no, the click sound effect. No, I want it. People want to know how it happens. Okay, we want to know why Tiger. They want to know what's going on behind the scenes when Dylan's wearing five hats. No, they don't. I yeah, was do. uh, tracking down the corn dog play. I thought I could find it in time. No, no I think look for it. I just I just heard I just heard no. a little click. Oh, hold on. Do you want him to look for it or not, Josh? Because now you're sending mixed signals there, Tiger. Doesn't really matter to me. Yeah, huh? Tiger King. Huh? I can live with that. Maybe the Chiefs. Oh man, this shirt looks shirt, nice. This shirt's built for me. Got a picture of a tiger, and it, it says, says Kansas, Kansas City. City. On it. So that's either me or McCole Hardman, or maybe maybe Kadarius maybe Tony. Kadarius Tony. Tony the Tiger. Oh, is that where it came from? Done and done. We are. I mean, we figured it out. Are right? no more. No it. more need to ask anybody of what the deal is. He's playing the Kadarius Tony role, and he's because who went in that um, that shuttle motion on corn dog. Kadarius Tony did yeah, when he was on that, the right side. Tony the Tiger. To me. That's right. Oh, by the way, you know how we talked about Tom and Jerry yesterday about Travis Kelsey and Clyde edwards Yeah. Uh, watching the play again, it was a shovel pass to Jarek McKinnon, which also is something that I think we can talk about eventually, is that the Chiefs tried to get Jarek McKinnon the game-winning touchdown after he slid at the one-yard last ah, year. Ah, interesting. I see. Nick Bosa went and hit Jarek McKinnon. As he's hitting him, Allegretti turns around to go block. Wow. Because it is a, a shovel pass oh. to Jarek McKinnon, which, by the way, without Bosa hitting him, was so wide open. McKinnon would have just jogged and walked into the end zone and had the game-winning touchdown after last year sliding at the one-yard line. Incredible. So it didn't work out, but it is still pretty awesome, right, that Andy Reid calls the play to get Jarek McKinnon a touchdown. We're going to get the ball to Jarek McKinnon here at the wire because we yeah. know. Uh, and, and uh, so, uh, so yeah. But Mahomes saw quickly Bosa, and that's when Mahomes in went to the right. But he also had to go quickly because of the shovel pass. The offensive linemen were downfield. So if you pause it, are they a little downfield? Not more downfield than Christian McCaffrey's touchdown pass from Jawan Jennings. I know that. Everything's fixed. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow from the parade, baby.